What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk, and Wind Killer Inc. We would be honored if you would join us. of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. Wink, what's going on? What is going on, sir? Um, kind of the same thing as usual, not a whole hell of a lot here. Ready to chat about some swaga, do a little drinking, and uh, yeah, we're having a Thursday show this week because I am going out of town tomorrow, leaving on a jet plane. I know where are you going in these uh, trying times flying flying into a hot zone. Yeah, probably. Uh, No, I am going to literally every spot. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Yeah. No, we are going to Indianapolis to hang out with some friends. We're actually going to go to the Packers game. That was the original reason for going because they were playing the Colts this weekend. But due to all the bullshit, uh, we will probably not be finding tickets and going. So, um, Probably just gonna go hang out for a few days, relax, do a little drinking, watch some football, explore, and just have a jolly old time. So doesn't sound too bad to me. Yeah, I uh, pretty much did that this last weekend when uh, the elephant in the room was here. Oh yeah, for uh, because the Lions played the Redskins, my team versus his, so he just came to hang out. Oh, he's and, a Skins uh, fan, huh? You mean the? I think you sorry. mean the Washington football team. He's a fo- he's a football team fan. <laughs> so, I am sorry. Um, that is the dumbest thing ever. But at this point, please. What's just dumber keep it. is that they've said already. Dan Snyder has said that they're thinking of keeping that name. I think they should keep it. Honestly, it's it's awkward because it, whenever it, you're like exactly, yeah, you want to go to the the football team game. <laughs> Do you want to go watch the football team? There's like no nickname you could go. That's true. Yeah. You want to go see the footies? The footies. You go check out works. the footy game. Yeah. I don't know. It's whatever. all I know is the Lions beat them in, on a last second field goal, and I was happy. Speaking of Kyler freaking Murray, uh, Boomer oh, Sooner man. Yeah, that. Uh, I was, not not that, that, that this Mary is was, the sports the episode, but was amazing. Woo! Yeah, it my only was. problem is that they've followed it up so far this week on Thursday Night Football, right before the podcast. It went to halftime, and they're not doing so hot. So we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, 
Ooh, Dr uh, Dragor Camp rating. Hello, everybody. Welcome Thanks to the for show. Thanks coming over. Thanks for the raid. Appreciate you guys. Indeed. Um, all right. Uh, what's first? Well, first up, I want to say tonight's episode might be a little short. We are low on things to talk about tonight. Uh, we got some stuff lined up for you, but... Ooh, some fun questions. Um, with Wink going out of town tomorrow, having to do it a day early, uh, things are a little uh, little off tonight. So um, we will... You know how we are. We'll probably end up talking for two hours anyway. Probably not. We'll see. But we could <laughs> we could do it if we had to. So, um, yeah, just saying that. And also, it's everybody's uh, favorite time. It would talk about our sponsors. We've got a new sponsor. I don't know if you know this, Wink. Uh, I am familiar. Support for tonight's show is brought to you by the best in men's outer rim grooming. Manscaped, who offer precision-engineered tools... For your family jewels, that will keep you from continuing to look like Chewbacca. Now, their precision trimmer, the lawnmower 3.0, has ceramic blades built to keep you from cutting your balls. Very bad thing. And turning them into thermal detonators. There's a 90-minute battery time. It's bad waterproof, news. ceramic blade. The thing's perfect to do what it you is. need to do. So, if you haven't checked them out, you definitely should. Absolutely. And it's not only available in the U.S., but it's also available pretty much anywhere. Um, so if you would like one of these awesome products, uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code SOP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code SOP. Your balls will thank you. Um, I love the uh, the chat comments here. Everybody has to order it and start a Star, Star Wars themed scaping with a Discord channel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. I you love certainly it. won't find that in any other Discord server. I like so it. head on over to discord.me slash shattered order and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Let's uh let's move from the outer rim and a little bit more into the galaxy. <laughs> Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Woo, man, what a week. Alright, so, we had a light side territory battle and the Shattered Order Guild at 306 million galactic power ended up getting 21 stars. Um, not too shabby. You know, we're New still... Record. New record for us, yes. Um, we were expecting the 21 stars. Uh, we still have a little bit of progress, a little bit of primarily efficiency to get the next star because there's a couple different spots we could work on to get it. Um, but it's primarily going to come from combat mission. Uh, um, Which one is the closest for the next one? Um, it's either slice three or slice two mid. Um, it's going to be one of those for sure. So it's kind of comes down to either maybe trying to open the mid a day earlier. So knocking out all of slice one in day one. So we would essentially three star the top, three star the bottom and overflow just enough to get the uh, one star in the middle of slice one and then try to get three stars in the south of slice two 
which would then give us part of the day to overflow, get a day of CMs in on the middle, and then hopefully knock that out with three stars. Um, I think that would probably be the the closest, but the problem is you're then losing, um, you know, some combat missions there from that first tier, and I'm not sure if we'd be able to... uh, I'm not sure that we have enough galactic power to actually you know, get three stars in the bottom there. I'm going to have to actually run some numbers on that and see where we're at. But um, I think that's probably going to be the route we go. Because we're a little ways. I think we're 50 million away from getting a second star in uh, slice three middle. Um, mm-hmm. that, t- that That spot's a lot of fun. So, um that's kind of just general TV strategy, but as for actual squads, um, I think I got, oh, hell, what was it? 50, I did 55 waves. I completed two fleet <laughs> combat missions and the Padme uh, special mission. I mean, yeah, f- two fleet special missions and the Padme special mission. I don't know if you were going to do what I thought you were going to do. You're probably going to look at a picture or something, but you picked up your phone like you were going to go check, and then it, it just reminded me that we still don't have a uh, a way to check the stats and everything else after it ends. It's annoying. So uh, <laughs> we use the Leo bot. Um, I think it's one of the paid things that one of our guild members has, and it does a pretty cool breakdown of everything um i have not had time go all of our go over all of our stats yet but oh nice um Perfect. the like the statistic breakdown is pretty impressive on this thing i, I really like it so i'm gonna dig into that a little bit and just kind of see um you know kind of see what the best way to go is for us next time but also just for recording records because you can go and pull the data right before the territory battle ends then you basically have everything unless somebody just goes and deploys something with one minute left or whatever but um pretty pretty good stuff um the the one thing that i really enjoyed was my mon mothma squad it was so i went four out of four zero out of four and then four out of four the zero out of four was in the middle of slice two. I got stunned. Biston got stunned and it basically just snowballed into hell and I was able to do nothing. So that was fun. <laughs> um, but the other ones, once Biston moved, I there was only one point where I thought it's a little scary, but for the most part, dude, I mean, it just, it just just went man it's it that team is absolutely kick ass what five were you using so everybody knows so that you were using i use mon mothma hoth rebel scout who i got to gear 13 this week very exciting i use pow with a zeta very important on the zeta uh cara dune and then i also use biston um there are some substitutions you can use in that team but the fo- for the most part, you either need Hoth Rebel Scout or Bistan to be super fast so you can get off to an early start. Um, they're both pretty good damage dealers. POW is essential. Hoth Rebel Scout, pretty essential. I am I am a yawn machine tonight. Good lord. Um, <laughs> tonight? Yeah. Well, I was going to... 
So last week I had my coffee. I didn't have my coffee tonight because I'm getting up in like, well, from now, like less than seven hours. So I'm not going to get much sleep. So I want to save my coffee for the morning. So you, you see, right, you know how right. it is. Right, um, Yeah. So anyway, um, where was I going? Oh, my mom, Mothma Squad. So... Uh, Cara Dune, I got her to Relic 6 this week. She's pretty awesome. That whole team is super fun. The Terminator reduction from Cara Dune, um, just everything that she brings to that team is pretty awesome. I actually ended up going with a crit avoidance arrow on her. Uh, I've still got her at the speed I wanted to be and able to put that on her, so that's pretty exciting. Using um, Mon Mothma, her, and Biston in 3v3 in my Grand Arena, and that team's actually done pretty well. It's had a number of defenses already, so I am quite happy with that. Um, I'll say this about the, uh, like the territory battle. I finally figured out how to do the fleet missions now that I have Negotiator at 7-star. Did you? Okay, so what was the thing that was kind of holding you back? Um... More so of how important a uh, the days the days ability is, making sure you get that out as often as possible. The days uh, is nice, and then the stance change being very crucial. important. Yep, pretty crucial there. And then yeah, so I think I went two out of four over the four slices. Uh, I would have got slice four. That's pretty good. But, man, I got it down to their last reinforcement, and I had two ships on the board. And uh, what is the what is the ship you fight? Whatever their AO, whatever the AOE or ultimate is for the ship you fight, went off and killed both my last two ships. That fight oh, that's, was so that's long. Bad news bears. So long, and I was just about to beat it, and they got the ultimate off and killed my team. So, oh, that sucks bummer it's i feel like it should have been malevolence you're fighting but i don't think that was the ship i was fighting for some reason mm, i'm not sure i don't know so it did something maybe it was an a the just the regular aoe and not the ultimate but it it wiped out the last two ships i had it it sucked but two out of four is two more waves than i've ever gotten on the ship missions. so now that i've figured that out that should be fine for me but that was nice um for sure uh, that that Jedi Galactic Republic Jedi mission, that team that you had uh, suggested, yeah, I was two people away from going four for four with that team. I yep. I don't know what I did or what misplayed or if it was just bad luck, but they wiped my team, dude. Uh, there at the I, end. for me, so the team was General Kenobi lead, General Anakin Skywalker, uh, Jedi Knight Anakin. Ahsoka Tano and Shock T. Yep, that's the team. Um, that team is fantastic in that combat mission. Um, I'm going to do a video very soon. I am going to go over what squads I use in each territory, like each each spot, tell you where all the, you know, what spots to use, which teams, all that sort of stuff. That's a video I want to do here pretty soon, but. Um, that is the team you want to use in that territory, and it is absolutely spectacular. Um, it is actually pretty easy to go three out of four there. Four out of four does get pretty tough because Count Dooku is. Whew, he's man. the one that he's the one of the two that wiped out my 
me in phase four because it was Dooku it, and Asajj. Those were the two. Dude, I had it down to one v four, and I got my ass hammered. Like I, I don't know what it was. I had General Kenobi, Shock T, and both Anakin's, and I couldn't do it. I got hit, I got him to a sliver of red health, and then he got freaking crit immunity and more protection, and I it just it pissed me off to no end. He got uh, Joe Anakin Skywalker in a stun lock, and because he goes like seventy five times in a row yeah, before you get it's a turn, just freaking nasty. He's uh. super fast. He's got the Zeta. He's taking your health on every uh, every counter. It's just it's bad. So. One thing I am going to do next time is I'm going to use Shock T to stack tenacity on General Anakin Skywalker because Anakin is really the one that matters for taking him down. Um, I think that's going to be my strategy next time. But uh, yeah, no, that team is. Were you putting really it solid. on Kenobi? Um, I yeah, a little bit. I really didn't have a hard strategy, which was probably part of my problem. I just kind of. Went in there recklessly, just, you know, trying to smash. And uh, I kept putting on Kenobi trying to just trying to make him because he taunts so much, trying to make him that right. much harder to kill. Didn't matter in the end. Nope. Since, uh, no, it didn't. Dooku just goes right through his protection into uh, the health. And it was. And, and that's uh, another thing with that Kenobi lead, you have that. Uh, health boost so if you mm-hmm. mod everybody with health rather than protection you'll have a ton of survivability and you'll actually you know uh, it's gonna be a lot better than protection so uh generally your how your characters are gonna be modded with padme squad are gonna transition to there pretty well so anakin general kenobi probably gonna be absolutely fantastic for that lead um so it shouldn't be a lot of remodding needed with that squad either so makes sense pretty solid stuff um, I feel like there's one other thing I wanted to mention about the territory. Oh, I finally got to use my uh Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. So, um, pretty solid. I did screw up once. Um, you do need somebody that can either call assist or heal or something. Um, I know you can call him in, but it's just not. It's, eh, it's fine with the uh, special ability that he gives on his leader ability. But basically, once he gets into ultimate. It's game over because he's so fast with the turn meter reduction, turn meter gain ability, and then calling in the assist. He just he he will absolutely wreck face. Um, <laughs> the 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 one thing that I I screwed up with is I I went in and wasn't able to call in one. So Ezra is amazing with Jedi Master Luke Skywalker in these uh, territory battles because. He gives protection up. So if he calls him in, he gives him protection up and taunt and protection up on a character with stupid health um, is obviously amazing. So, he, I mean, Ezra can kind of make him immortal in a way. Slight exaggeration, but <laughs> effectively. Um, so it is a super solid squad. And, you know, had I not went in with a bunch of scrubs, I'm sure I would have done better than one out of four there. So... Uh, my goal for next territory battle will definitely be to get like 64 like the Nintendo. That's my goal. <laughs> nice. So. I wish I had looked. I feel like I did really well this uh, territory battle compared to uh, past ones because A, I got more, at least two more waves from the uh, ships. And then I was going three out of four 
or four out of four a decent amount because of what, the, what teams uh, were you using um you know just the normal ones i usually use i don't know what was going on or what i was i was playing it the same way things just rng was just going my way this time because the uh general anakin skywalker with 500 first whenever i use that team i it's almost always four out of four sometimes Dude, it's three out I have of four terrible luck with that squad Oh, so it's so good. Terrible. Uh, it's it, it's it becomes hit or miss if in the first phase you let uh, Anakin get downed, because if you they take out fives uh, in that first wave, you're probably not going to get near the fourth. Three is probably the best you're even going to get. But the yeah, um, I was getting through the first wave without Anakin even going down most of the time. So. That was working out for me. Uh, Galactic Republic, I just seem to be have figured out that a little more. Something that did change with my Galactic Republic team with Padme lead is I now have uh, C-3PO, Gear 13, Relic 5, as opposed to Gear 12 with maybe one extra piece on him. So nice. that's probably helping Makes that team out a lot. Um, Jedi, Jedi Knight Revan with... Yoda and Joe Lee is still Great hit or squad. miss for me. Uh, usually can get one it, at least, but I don't think I've ever got past two waves with that team. So, Really? Well, I've only have Joe Lee and Yoda at gear 13. It's definitely a guaranteed one. It's like almost always. What a relic level is your Joe Lee? Um, I'd have to look it up and tell you here in a second after this fleet arena battle ends but the interesting yeah uh let's see what else what other teams did i use i tried out um some different rebel squads those are the ones that were, were really screwing me um i was try i tried i tried uh rolo with uh cls han chewbacca um i forget who i put the fourth was it might have been old Ben, but that didn't work out at all. That they just uh, got annihilated in the first wave the two times, and I switched which, the team up which, too. But which territory? Because that, that is territory one, territory one does. in the middle. Okay, yeah, they're not great there. Yeah. So no. yeah. Who else? Not not I real impressive. Think um, of any other light side it, teams that I used that had any any. It is weird success. It is kind of weird how it progresses. So. Like in the beginning, they're slower and way more tanky. And then as you get to the back, they're uh, much faster, but not quite as tanky as far as the progression of the enemies from like slice one to slice three. We haven't been slice four yet, but uh, I'm pretty familiar with slice one, two, and three now. Mm -hmm. Um, Slice three is great for the rebels uh, because... and. not so much Mon Mothma. I guess kind of depends. Mon Mothma is great in Slice 1 because the enemies are fairly slow, so you have a better chance of getting out early and getting your team going. Once that team starts going, it doesn't stop. CLS, on the other hand, um, it's pretty good against uh, you know fast characters, but you do want to be able to get some counters in, and you really do need C-3PO for the damage output because as 
even though rebels are theoretically great damage dealers in every other game mode, they they're not that dangerous in uh, territory battle without C3PO because of the exposes. Um, yeah, but I did get to use backpack Chewy, and let me tell you, let me tell you, backpack Chewy. I don't know what he's got in that backpack, but it is a freaking sledgehammer because he smashes everything. That dude is so awesome. Um, I know what he's got in the backpack. What? C-3PO. Yeah, (laughs) that's fair. Um, I'm actually hopefully going to have a video out tomorrow about using backpack Chewie in the upcoming assault battle, too. You're going to do that on the plane? Uh, Yeah. Nice. I'm trying yeah. to find this Jolie. Oh, oh. oh, Jolie's Relic 4 for me. Okay, not bad. Relic 6 is really where he kind of becomes... Like, he's very difficult to kill. And he he can carry a team, but part of the problem is it's... You know, it's pretty heavy investment into that one character, but it does prevent you from having to Relic many other characters actually have success with the team. Um, and he does need pretty good mods. Um, you know... 110, 120k health plus um, is kind of where he gets to a point where he is just super survivable. And still got to watch out for those DECAs, man. Mine's at 105k health. That's pretty good. That's pretty good at Relic 4, actually. Yeah. Not bad. I don't, I don't know what happened. But, I mean, I overall, I feel pretty good about my CMs this time around. So, Good deal. They should be going up. Uh, a lot more here coming up soon, and we'll talk about that when we get to my Ooh. week. But was there other stuff besides Lightside TV for you this week? GAC, that's about it. Um, I have wrecked a couple people in GAC, but so I lost the very first round. Um, you know, of 3v3 and actually surprisingly have not lost since I've been doing pretty well. I thought I was going to lose this last round because I screwed up against Night Sister team. I took in um, my, well, I did something stupid. So I have a, I have a very simple rule in Grand Arena. That rule is see all the teams before you attack the ones like, you know, in front of ships. Um, that is a very basic rule that I think is very important that everyone should follow. And I did not follow that rule and that ended up biting me in the ass. So, um, I still won, fortunately, uh, I've had some pretty good success. Like my Ewoks have caught a lot of people off guard. My Mon Mothma Cardoon squad has caught a lot of people off guard. The, um... One of those. Oh, Newt, Dooku, Django. Catch some people off guard. That's a really good squad. Um, other than... Th- oh, 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 snap. No, okay, hold on. Um, I, I am going to go to my GAC history mm-hmm. because there was a... There was a squad that I saw that my team held up against that I absolutely could not believe that it happened. Um, let's see. Mm, crap, I'm gonna have to log in all this nonsense. Um, 
a Jedi Knight Luke team lost to one of my Night Sister squads. Who was on the Jedi Knight Luke team? Let's see. I am pretty sure. Oh, there it is. Okay. So here was the here was the squad. It was Jedi Knight Luke, Old Ben, and Ezra versus my mother Talzin, Zombie, and Night Sister Acolyte. Do you know why he lost? He quit four minutes in. Probably because well, I don't know much about Jedi Knight Luke's kit, but I'm assuming he had no way to get past and to uh, Night Sister Acolyte. Yes. No AoE <laughs> yes. or something, probably? Correct. Yeah. Jedi Knight Luke has an AoE, but damage wise, eh, he's not really going to do anything. So you're going to need to use it. Back to back to back to get all that damage in on Night Sister Acolyte, or nothing's going to happen. Now, I don't know yes. why you wouldn't think about that before you went into the battle. Well, I mean, when you use a character like Jedi Knight Luke, you would think, like, you expect to beat anything with it. Um, so, Night Sister Acolyte is kind of interesting because you can stack her up if you give her, try to give her a lot of health. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of crit chance. She is ridiculous. She just she stays stacked up on um, stays stacked up on health, keeps recovering, and it's oof. A team can be rough. Yeah, no, I do so, not like that team. I thought that was crazy. Every time I see it, I make sure that I am AOE heavy, or at least AOE yes. dispel heavy. Something yep. to get. Her out of stealth and the taunt off of zombie because that's like the double edged sword. There is even if you get the taunt off of off of a zombie, if she's stealth, you're screwed anyway. So you got to find a way to either dispel yep. it or you know. I I love that squad. It's fantastic. So anyway, um, that was pretty much. My weekend swaga. What about yours, sir? All right. So I finished uh, Rolo to. Where did I get Rolo? I think I stopped at Relic 3 for the JKL event. So Rolo's done. I am. Let's see here. I need 30 Mark 12 Armatech HoloLens prototypes to get. Okay. Hot Han to gear 13. Nice. And then I'm going to relic three him. I like it. And what seemed like an easy next step just a week ago has completely and utterly changed. <laughs> because I have not decided that I am not going for Jedi Master Luke Skywalker right now. What? Yep. I have decided that I am tired of being told what to gear. I don't want to continue for another four or five months just gearing what CG tells me to. So I'm going to go gear things that I want. Ooh, anything in particular that you're looking forward to? So uh, my first, I already started working on Cara Dune. So Cara Dune is what I'm currently working on because of the fact that 
Han Solo, the piece he needs is only fleet currency. So I started working on Cara Dune. And, uh, and this is, you know this with me, so you're going to know what I'm going to say here very quickly. I was able to get Cara Dune all the way up to gear eight until one piece was missing on it. I wonder. What piece could that possibly be? Stun guns! Shocking! Yay! I have no fucking stun guns. Did so, not see hey, that coming. Did I'm not stuck see at gear that eight, coming. trying to get to gear nine because of stun guns. So yeah, it's funny because if I get this stun gun on here, I can almost guess that I'll at least be able to get to straight to gear tw- ten before I hit another stun gun because that always happens. There's always a stun gun needed to get to gear nine. Then I have all the pieces to get to gear 10, and then I get stuck on another stone. It happens every freaking time. Doesn't matter how long that piece of gear has been in this game. It is the one thing that Fs me all the time. So anyways, yeah, I'm working on Cara Dune, and uh, my plan is to work on all the Mandalorian characters. And uh, that is yeah. That is what I'm doing, and... Um... I've got grief close to being able to go to gear 13, but I can't wait to get IG 11 because he is going straight to gear 11 and I am going to use him for something. No idea what, but something. So since I'm going for Mandalorian characters, it just brought up a question that no one, I haven't seen anyone talk about. Okay. Quill's events are done for the amount of shards you can get for him. This is the question I'm wondering, too. So when is this Cantina Energy extra drop thing happening? Because I would have thought that would have been this week. Mm, and we've heard no nothing idea. about it yet. So I, I would curious, think we would get where are these extra quill shards? Now, shards? <laughs> no, don't start Oops. this again. Um, <laughs> I said it wrong again. I, I, honestly, I kind of think it'll be sometime... Next week around the anniversary of the game. Um, that's that's my guess. Um, it makes me worried about the amount of time. If they're not simultaneously and you get drops at the same time for both IG-11 and Quill, it makes me worried that the amount of time that they're going to give you for each of them is going to be very short. Like a couple days maybe. I thought oh, maybe yeah. we'd get like... I thought it would be like a five-day thing. But yeah, it sounds like it's probably going to be probably two days. It, three days. It's not. That's my guess. It's I'm going to say three days. I don't think it's going to be very long. I think the bigger question is how much heads up are we going to get so that we can stock up a couple days of. Um, oh, we call it uh, Cantina Energy. Cantina Energy, because yeah. that's the big thing for me. You know, buying an extra day essentially with those because. Uh, yeah. Yeah, need those shards. Sure. So, absolutely. So yeah, I'm. Uh, I started with Car Dune because I really want to do the Mon Mothma squad. So starting with Car Dune gives me a chance to decide and gives me a little extra time to fin- for them to announce anything about Mandalorian that they might not have yet, and uh, then I can pivot to continuing Mandalorian or go to. Finishing my Mon Mothma Car- squad, if that's what I want to do. Cara Dune's kit is so good. Yeah, she's great. Very happy with her. Yeah, so. 
Anyway, yeah, the uh, reason the reason I'm trying to decide between Mon Mothma Squad and Mandalorians is because if if there's nothing coming for Mandalorian, which I'm you know we both still think there is, they're not going to be great for me because the rest of my bounty hunters aren't great. So yeah, they'll just kind of be like out there on an island at Gear Thirteen with a bunch of Gear Twelve uh, bounty hunters. So. I need more bounty hunters. I want grief specifically so that I can beat tier three of whatever that assault battle is. Uh, Rebel roundup, I think. Um, that's that's the main reason I want him up. Gotcha. Yep. So Cardoon, working on her. Uh, I this all the stuff that we've been having to do to get ready to move here. I haven't really been doing GAC besides setting my defense and right. letting people have fun attacking it but yeah um have you been enjoying the mandalorian no have i have you yeah i guess we have love it dude um i keep hoping to get an update out on i keep planning on going and reviewing these episodes and i just cannot find the time so um (laughs) now you know why i was uh why i said that i wasn't probably going to be able to do that this season it's just the timing with the move and the Mandalorian terrible. coming out was terrible yeah so. for sure um all right let's uh let's move along to this hey boys it's your favorite time of the day the time where we all pop our tops off and relax well i am sitting here with a uh the beer I was drinking uh, a couple weeks ago, the Imperial Java Stout uh, from who is a Santa Fe Brewing Company. Um, pretty good, pretty good beer. Not my I favorite. I feel like I was drinking. I feel like I was drinking this last podcast, but I maybe not. But I'm drinking the Burgard uh, Blueberry Sour Ale from uh, College Street Brew House in Lake Havasu City. Ah, uh, yes, I it remember. Is- you're talking about the brewery. I bought another six pack of it yesterday. Nice. So I am going. I just love sours. So much. Sours are pretty fantastic. Can't disagree. So, so yep. Blueberry sour from uh, College Station Brew House and uh, loving it. Um, so I got an early Christmas present. No, did you? What'd you get? Check this out. <laughs> Those of you on the podcast cannot. A baby Yoda coffee mug. It is a, yeah, it the is thermos. The uh, the child thermos. It is pretty snazzy, man. I like this thing. Nice. Um, yeah, the the wife found it at her work at the hospital. They had it for sale, and uh, it was. I like it. So this this is like. So I <laughs> have. Likes it. Hey, Mikey. I have my Yeti with my SO sticker on it, and now I have my Mando one. Um, so nice, yeah, it's pretty snazzy. Um, might that might be my uh, travel mug this weekend? Um, it's a good one. It's almost a conversation piece at this point. It, it probably gonna is. see that and say something, no doubt. I, I may put some of. Uh, Ruski's coffee in there. Um, some some of my good old Ojo coffee that I'm gonna be brewing up in the morning to get me through the day, and flights and all that nonsense. Yeah, so that would that would be a good use for it, I'd say. Indeed. 
Well, let's talk about a few things we heard this week. Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. Um, not much, but there's a little bit to talk about. I do, there's a little bit to talk about, and it's a little bit interesting. So, a couple things start. pretty interesting. Um, so I put out the video last week talking about how to burn your bronzeums, and guess what? Update. Uh, they realized people I still actually think you need to do it. I that's probably fair. Um, you should because so, how much currency did update or not? How much currency did you spend, and how much shard shop currency did it convert to? So I spent. <laughs> at work so Shocking. at work I spent about four hours uh, clicking on my screen to get it to do the <laughs> auto click part there's still a lot of clicking involved with that auto clicker by the way but oh, yes. it's, a lot le- it's a lot less than if you were to sit there and wait for the button to show up So right and you don't have to be particular about where you tap on the screen and all that shit yes yes exactly so um, the the best part was I spent 1.6 million uh, over four hours, and I got 45,000 uh, shard shop currency. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I have a lot now. That that is that is nice. Congratulations, sir. It's it's it was a, I guess I should have said that's what I did in Swaga this week because that was probably the most <laughs> time I spent in the game this entire week was tapping the screen for. Of bronzium pools, yeah. Um, the so basically what they've done is they figured out what was wrong with the bronzeums, all right, and why they couldn't get them to double, and now they are doubling the shards that you get from the bronzium pools. Now, caveat that might that is a little bit misleading because that the only doubling you're getting is from one to two. Your full pulls on characters are still going to be the amount of shards that they were before. So if you were getting 25 shards on a full pull before, you're still going to get 25 shards. You're not going to get 50. So the only thing that's doubled is that singular shard pull from one to two. So because of that, I still think that you should spend all your currency right now 100% 100% because agree. of those double because of those full character drops you're going to be getting double the currency on those still right now than than you would if you did it later on. Now if they had doubled both the the single singular character drops and the full character drops then this whole thing would have been a wash and I probably would have wished I had I wouldn't have mattered if I waited or not because it would have been equal. But right now because of those full character shard drops being the same now as they will be later, they're worth more now than they will be later. So right. despite the fact that they made this bronzium change, if you have ally coins and you're worried about shard maxing your shard shop currency uh, value and purchasing power, as they say in some other uh, circles, now you still want to spend those ally coins. Yep, I totally agree, 100%. Um, get to spending and uh, collect that shard shop currency. Get those full pulls. Yep, very so, important. It's uh, but very cool that you're going to get double. And here's the part that really just I, I anytime I tell anyone that I don't 
that I didn't have like Lobot or uh, Lando or Aurora oh. at seven stars yet. <clears throat> they're always they're always like, well, haven't you just got those out of Bronzium pulls? Let me tell you in one point six million ally points how many Aurora shards I got. Zero. Thirty. That's it. Thirty. He's still 34 out of 85. Lobot, 14 out of 100, also not maxed. These characters, I never get shards for them out of Bronzium. So that is amazing to me. It's, it's, you know, I'll tell you what, for the longest time, the only character besides some legendaries that I missed out the first time around that I would get them the second time around, the only character that I didn't have unlocked was Aurora. It took forever <laughs> for me to get that guy. Yeah. So, anyways, I still don't have Aurora or Lobot at seven stars, even after spending all that currency. Now, I did get 400, 400 Ewok Scout shards. So Good Lord. There was that. Man. There were some characters that I just got. If I, if I didn't have them unlocked, I would have had full unlock to seven stars worth of shards on some of these characters. That's I think crazy. That's, I think a Jedi Consular was one, Ewok Scout, and um, there was one other one. I can't remember who it was. Clone Sergeant? No, I don't think Yeah, it was Clone Sergeant. Is it Clone Sergeant? <laughs> Those I, three characters I had. I was trying to think of characters that were here in the else. very beginning. Um, yeah. yeah, so. Crazy. I don't know. It was, it's, it's always fun to ally point dump just to see what the dispersion of those shards are. Because like like for us with our guild, we always seem to get uh, boom boxes, right? When oh, I yes. spend bronziums, I always seem to get these certain characters and not these other ones. But other people have a completely different situation than me all the time. And there's just some disconnect where we just don't understand what the other is doing because we're having a very different um, experience, you know what I mean. So it's just that's true. Interesting how that goes, but yeah. So bronzeums are being updated. Point is, still, if you uh, have the time, try to maximize your ally points to uh, get the most shard shop currency. If you don't care about that, you're probably fine. But if you are a min maxer, this is the way to max. So if you don't care about that, you will care about the heroic AAT simming that's about to come available. <gasps> Finally, I assume this will be in the update what is following that, like a year. Is that like a year after Rancor raids come out or like a year and a half? It seems like it's been forever since we've had the Rancor simulable. And I remember they're saying, oh, yeah. we'll let you know about Heroic AT in the next few months or something. And you're like, we've waited this long. Like, I don't yep. think it's ever going to happen. But here we are. They just announced it this week in a random post with little to no fanfare that, hey, there's a new uh, challenge tier of a raid coming, so we're going to give you a little extra time by not forcing you to play this uh, raid that gives you the worst uh, raid gear of all the raids. So yep. That is fair. Yep. Uh, so that'll be nice. Uh, requirements are beat the Rogue AT 50 times and then 35 members having a 7-star General Kenobi. Um, so that is uh, pretty exciting. Um. Drew asked a question in chat about saving 25k ally points for the store. What do you think about that? 
25k ally points. Oh, you're talking about for purchases? Yeah, for the weekly. Um, it just depends. The only thing I always feel compelled to buy in there is the Kairos. And those don't even pop up that much anymore. Yep, I basically say no. Because pretty much anything else you can buy with those 25k ally coins, you can buy in the shard shop. And you'll get more value from that 25k in shards converted yep. to shard shop currency than you would just buying it outright. Uh, now there's a little RNG to it, whether how many shards you get in that 25k that you spend. But I'd say, it's, despite there's not a lot that they're selling in the weekly store for ally coins, that's not going to be in the shard store uh, that you can buy that way. You know what I mean? So right. Agreed. Um, all right. Uh, what is next? Um, oh, right. The, the the Rancor is dropping in the update after the anniversary update, so we'll get an update next week. One interesting thing is the Galactic Challenge is not in the data mine, so we do know that we will definitely be getting an update next week because otherwise we wouldn't be getting a galactic challenge next weekend. So that will be very exciting Um, because we definitely need those. Um, Let's see. Wanted to kind of talk a little bit about mechanics. Um, as far as mechanics for this challenge to a rank war, I'm kind of expecting super high tenacity, a lot of health, and just insanely dangerous as far as damage output. I'm trying to figure out... I, I So, it's going to be a, a... I assume it's going to be the Rancor raid skinned with a few different mechanics, but I would assume that we're still going to get three piggies in phase one. I assume there's still going to be a door. It's just the question remain. It becomes what other mechanics can they throw in there right. to uh, make the raid more challenging? Because I hope that it's not just challenge tier is we've beefed up how much, how much hit points he has and remove turn meter. You can't turn meter reduce yeah. anymore. That while it's new and we'd have to figure out how to beat it and make it happen. That's not the type of challenge I'm looking for with this, right? I want them to change his abilities in some way. Uh, you know, maybe keep the, where he eats someone, but make it more deadly or, you know what I mean? Make there a way to prevent him from doing that. Or, or maybe he does it more often. You know what I mean? Like, so do something that has, I think that the, his abilities need to change to make the challenge tier for me. So, uh, apparently there was a drop on Reddit this week, uh, that Joker mentioned, I actually pulled it up. Um, and was kind of looking at it, which is kind of crazy. It's apparently a, a sneak peek of the unsoloable challenge here, Rancor. And um, he basically just nukes a Jedi Knight Luke squad. Um, his AoE is hitting for 
74 to 93,000 on a non-crit. So um that's pretty gnarly. I mean, there's there's going to be something. Wait. There's going to be some sort of what were you about to ask? Where what is this from? What is that video? It is an exclusive sneak peek. It's not real. <laughs> you don't think so? It's listed on a humor meme and it's by a guy posted by a guy named VFX Enthusiast. That video is completely fabricated. Um, no, it's by uh, but it Ryan Walker four five one six. Okay, sorry. His uh, flair says a VFX enthusiast, visual effects enthusiast. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean this looks pretty legit. Um, it's not. No, one hundred percent, it's not. This dude is a video effects person. He made the video. Yeah. Now, whether or not you know this is what it will seem like. Um, yeah. Interesting. Mm. Because literally, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty cool looking. Um, I like the, it does get me hyped up for the Rancor raid. I always love the way that it looked. I always well, love the way it played. It's just and, a fun raid in general. Uh, but I mean, this is kind of, kind of what I'm expecting is, gonna hit super hard because i mean as far as uh when the last rancor was here i mean it doesn't do enough damage i mean those are all things that they have to do basically is increase the stats across the board basically make the rancor from gear 8 to gear 13 give it that kind of a boost um i'm expecting it to hit insanely hard force you to maybe build teams that um Force you to build teams that really have synergy, maybe with some revive and survivability mechanics, some strategy as far as that goes. Um, maybe defense mods become a important thing, and maybe maybe you know crit avoidance. Yeah, is a thing that becomes a thought. You know, one team I'm excited to test out is going to be Mon Mothma. Uh, a lot of TMR, a lot of TM gain, decent damage. Problem is, attacks a lot might give turn meter if that's still there. So we'll see. But um, yeah, it's, it's, I just I can't wait to see. I hope that they do like a like a sneak peek thing, kind of like where they break down all the abilities, kind of like you can if you go into the raid in the game and see, you know, what the rancor can do. I hope that they put a post up before it even goes live, where we can read through and see. Hey, you know. This is what they've changed to the. This is what we've changed to the Rancor. You know, this is uh, what's going on with it. So yeah, I hope we get to see that before, so we can kind of go over that on the show and and think tank with the chat and between ourselves on what what it looks like just from the wording that we're gonna be seeing with this. It'd be nice to just uh, get it open, maybe whenever it first comes out and. Maybe we can do a stream and just hang out and take turns testing teams and goofing around and see what happens. Um, looks like a lot of fun, though. I cannot wait. Um, all right. So, oh, man. I'll tell you what. You know what my favorite thing about doing the podcast is? 
What's that? I get to hear you in crisp clarity. And that's, of course, thanks to our friends over at Blue Designs. Uh, Blue Designs microphones make absolutely fantastic products if you are wanting to get into streaming or even like video chatting or whatever because of this COVID nonsense and all that crap. Um, if you need a way to communicate, I am going to highly suggest Blue Microphones. Um, you can go to crew.bluemic.com slash SOPod um, and let them know that we sent you. Uh, they have a lot of really amazing products. The Yeti X is absolutely spectacular. That thing is awesome. Um, th- they have a lot of great mics and they're all, you know, really affordable and, you know, spectacular for the price point. No question okay. about it. I did a test today. Did you? And some of you might be interested in this. Okay. Um, and I knew this worked on my PS4, but their microphones work on uh, yes, consoles as well. They do. So if you if you just want a headset with a good microphone on your console, plug that USB in right into your uh, console, and their uh, their Yetis work wonderful on last gen, next gen. They're very good. So. Yep. Yep. Hell yeah. Good stuff. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, check that out. And we'll be doing a giveaway here pretty soon. Because um, we like doing giveaways. So, um, we'll have more information about that next week. Or maybe even announce something at discord.me slash shattered order. Um, but as for now, we have one more topic to discuss. We have a few questions from our Q&A, and you can probably guess what they're about. They are about our favorite topic. Like, what are you yeah. even doing? Yeah. Do, you, do you even mod, bro? Like, <laughs> Hashtag, do you even mod, bro? <laughs> oh my god, mind blown. Oh yeah, we are about to blow your mind with some modding advice. Um, actually, questions. Uh, threw some questions out in the announcement on Discord and asked you guys to throw some questions at us and just talk about a few modding topics that you guys come up with. So I think this will actually be kind of fun. These are a couple of really good questions that are, you know, I think going to actually be kind of useful that we don't ever really talk about. So this will be fun. <laughs> no doubt. You guys always uh, knock it out of the park when we're looking for uh, your questions and your topics. So appreciate everyone that uh, dropped some, some text into that uh, channel. We're going to talk about it right now. Indeed. And Grugrux41 asks, uh, how often do you move your mods when you change arena teams? Should I keep my fastest mods across multiple teams or move them all to one team? You want me to go first on this one, or do you want to go? Uh, you are going to talk longer, so I'll go first. <laughs> That's probably fair. I'll say this. Uh, if it, if I know I'm going to use that arena team for a while, I will move my mods to that arena team. Now, it just depends on what's important for the character, whether I move... Uh, uh, or all of my arena mods, because in my head, arena mods means all my fastest mods are going to that squad. Now, things have changed recently with with the introduction of uh, mods 2.0 and and uh, the relics. So, you know, speed has a 
I wouldn't say it's not important, but it has become less important to certain types of characters, right? So uh, my strategy is focus on the, the most important ones and making them fast, the ones that make the team work, and then move some of my better mods that are character-specific, not necessarily arena mods to those characters, while using those arena mods on specific characters of other squads to keep those other squads viable in PvP, even if they're not in my arena. Does that make sense? So, like, for example, uh, I don't usually take Revan's mods off of him, despite them being very quick, because having the quick Revan, having a very healthy Joe Lee, mm-hmm. makes that team work. So I don't move those mods off of them unless I absolutely have to for a new arena team. I like to try to... Uh, keep my my squads in general across the board well modded at least on the ones that need the best mods while keeping the speed and uh the speed and good mods on those most important characters in the new arena squad and then playing to the strengths of the other characters that that might not be as important on and it's funny because um I've had success in arena modding characters, not for speed, but for um, just for their kits and just putting a little bit of speed on them. Not necessarily my best speed mods. I've actually remodded certain characters to be faster uh, over time after I unlocked better speed mods that I could put on those characters. Right. And my defense in arena actually got worse. Like I see myself drop further than I did before with the newly modded character, which doesn't necessarily correlate, but in my head, to me, it's like, okay, so maybe the fact that they're going faster, something is triggering with the abilities on this team that's actually making it worse on defense than it was before when this character was just a little bit slower. You you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, this is kind of a complicated question, and you know, since getting Jedi Master Luke, my opinions changed a little bit. Um, I'm still trying to work my way through modding that team because there are a couple teams that I still get my ass kicked by an arena, um, and. I did something I don't generally do is I moved to a lot of speed. A lot of speed on uh, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. And I'm not sure I'm a big fan of it. Um, One thing that I have generally done is if you look at some of my best speed sets, they're on Colonel Stark, Bistan. They're on... um, who, Who else? I mean, those two just come to mind, but um, I'm actually going to go go to my roster and sort by speed and see what characters end up at the top. Um, just because I, I do, I do think spreading them out is really important. All right, so here are some of my fastest characters. I have two Galactic Legends. They're obviously at the top. Uh, mm-hmm. Colonel Stark, Jedi Knight, Revan, Hermit Yoda, R two D two, Watt Tambor. Biston, Shock T, Django Fett, BB-8, Commander Luke, Bosk, Rex, Wicket, 
and then it kind of dwindles down from there to you know everybody else but um you want this goes i just did mine as well and it completely correlates to what i said earlier because of the fact so supreme leader kylo is number one shakti's number two then you have jedi knight revan darth revan r2d2 basila sean fallen rex uh b1 battle droid general hux hermit yoda uh thrawn darth malak general skywalker and then it's kind of like rebel officer leia and jedi knight anakin and it keeps going from there. Wampa is actually in the top 15. My Wampa is nowhere near my top 15. Um, <laughs> He's got an extra 100 speed on him. Let's see how much speed my Wampa has. Maybe he's not top 15. I'm looking at this wrong. He's close. He's in the top four rows. So there's that. Yeah, he is not for me. Hell, I gotta find him. Where the hell is... Oh, there he is. He's on, like, the seventh row. But <laughs> my Wampa does have plus 109 speed. He's not slow. Um, I, I do have ridiculously good mods for speed. You have 109, and he's that far... Okay, I see. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Never mind. <laughs> Let's see. He is three, four, five, six, seven... He is the first character on the seventh row with seven across. So he is going to be my, he's my 50th fastest character. Well done. Um, but, uh, you, you know, it does, it does kind of depend. Like I, I do, I focus heavily on say Biston or R2-D2, Watt, Colonel Stark, those characters those are team drivers like i'm saying yes they're the keystone of their entire team if they go fast if your team goes first wicket's another one if they go first you win it's simple as that and that to me is more important than stacking a bunch of speed on like a galactic legend or something like that because well those characters are still going to be freaking spectacular. There are other ways to mod them. Um, Jedi Knight or Jedi Master Luke may be amazing fast, but he's also amazing being a little bit less fast and super tanky. It doesn't freaking matter. You stack other stats on him. Exactly. He's going to do very well with them. Colonel Stark, it does matter. He needs to do one thing. Go fast. That's it. That is the only thing that matters. If he goes first, you win. If not, you don't. It's very simple, very straightforward. It's binary. It's, you, you know, you have so many different options with a lot of these other characters. And um, I, I, so I definitely think that spreading them across multiple teams is absolutely the way to go. Zero questions about it, especially if you care about territory battles, territory war, and grand arena. If the only thing you care about is arena, then would probably lean towards most of your speed mods going there, but in general for but overall roster management, it is far better to spread them out. I feel like if you're an arena person, it's still better because if you're an arena person, you're a PvP person and you want to win in GAC, you probably want to win in territory wars. So I mean That's you're, true. if you're a competitive person like that, you're gonna want those teams to do well. I better agree. than just one team doing really well. Especially if that team ends up on defense. 
Now you've got a whole offense that you're not sure if they can win or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, and I will just say, uh, modding for the kit and making the character do what they do well, uh, that is far more important than just giving them speed. Um, like I said, there are some characters. If you get to go first and you do an AOE daze, but you have no potency for that AOE daze and it does not daze anyone, is it really worth it? That's true. That's a good question. You know? So, yeah. It's like if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? Right. It doesn't no, have enough no potency to make sound. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Not enough potency. Um, all right. Rev Jball um, asks, similar vein, when modding for GOTB, light side or dark side, what types of mods and mod combinations are the best bang for the buck on your tanks, defense or protection slash health? So Both? this... Yes, that is the correct answer. defense is on everything? (laughs) So here's the problem. Um, One problem is there is um, some of these characters do the uh, armor shred. That is a problem. If you have a lot of defense, um, it will affect you more than if you have a lot of health and protection. But as you increase your health it becomes more beneficial to add more defense. So it is a balancing act of as you raise one, you need to raise the other. It You kind of see the same sort of balance if you're looking at crit damage versus offense mod sets. Um, as you increase crit damage and as you increase offense, you know, they kind of counterbalance each other. You see, you know, adding more crit damage favors an offense set, adding more offense actually favors a crit damage set so there's this balancing act that you kind of want to do and make sure that you're kind of um just in general kind of following that pattern um i will say this one of the biggest things that you can do in the territory battles is make sure that you have a 6e triangle on all of your characters it is very simple, but it is a considerable increase to your defense. Um, every single character you use in Territory Battle should have a 6E diamond on them. Now, so you said triangle, and I was like, why would you use a defense? And triangle? I almost said triangle again, yeah. and I realized <laughs> Diamond, it. folks. Yes. Diamonds. He meant diamond. I, when you said defense, for sure, I was like, okay, he said the wrong shape. Because Do not use defense triangles. That is a horrible <laughs> idea. Make sure your triangle defense is sixty. I was like, "Whoa, yeah. this yeah, is dude, this is that's some bad out advice. of the box advice, advice here." Yeah. All right. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know, but we're going with it. Uh, Lord, yeah. Um, but I mean, it does kind of depend a little bit. Um, I've but, been seeing a lot of weird defense diamond, lots of speed mods in our uh, mod channel lately. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, that's no kidding. With people going, what do I use this on? And the, and that is the reason we're all kind of just like, uh, don't know. Yeah, never really been a thing that we've used. Might be a thing that's that true. might be. Maybe that's a challenge tier type thing. Maybe that defense is that important where you got a mod like that. I'll tell you what, I didn't talk about it in this week in Swaga. I got two mods that hit five times this week. Ooh, two of them. on what defense 
and defense. Nice. Every time. Every time I get five spot, it's on defense. (laughs) Flat defense, too, isn't it? Yeah, No, it was percentage, so, you know. It might not be terrible, but it was just like, really? This is... This is what I get, huh? Interesting. Uh, now I'm curious what the actual number was that I got. Let me look it up. But yeah. Um interesting. Um so yeah, in general, um yeah, just kind of m- mix it up because there are obviously times where health and protection are going to be better and other times where defense can be better. Because there are a lot of characters that have stats that say, you know, increase your health by X. So, or increase your defense by X. You know, like Sion has plus 100% defense whenever he gets his ability. Um, then you have characters that gain health. So, like Backpack Chewy, he gains 40% of the Rebel Leader's max health and max protection so in that instance you are going to actually want to put a lot of health and protection on that leader but also because backpack is then getting that big bonus you're actually gonna want a lot of defense on him too because defense will protect all that extra health and protection that he's gaining from that unique or that leader ability or whatever um so that is an instance where you know, defense becomes super important too. I actually probably should have talked to this, about this mod because I did just find it, and I want to bring it up to you, tell you what you think. I actually really like this mod based on what the secondaries are and what hits. Now, there's it's a try, it's a d- arrow, it's a tenacity arrow, so it's a thirty speed. Okay, but the secondaries 30 are thirty speed. Uh, Damn. Well, I mean, it's an arrow. So, oh, arrow. Primary. Okay, okay. Um, I gotcha. Never mind. But here are the secondaries. You've got percent protection, percent health, and flat protection, and then 5.95% defense. That's pretty good defense. For a tenacity mod, which you're going to be u- probably be using. Uh, that's pretty good. Mode. Yeah. I'd say the other one That's was, a 60 mod. The other one was a, a crit chance... Uh, arrow, a health primary. Okay. 5.86% defense, flat health, five speed, and then tenacity. So that one I'm not as excited about. But that one definitely. That, that's like a out. Sith Trooper mod. Yeah, something like that. It's just the, 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 uh, crit, the crit chance pri- uh, set is the part that just kind of throws it for a loop. Because, like. Very, so, yeah. like. A health primary arrow with a crit chance set bonus. Like, that is a very niche category. Like, that's just... Now, like you said, Sith Trooper, that Sith Empire Trooper, I should say, is the one I was thinking of when you said that. And I'm not actually sure that's what you meant. But doesn't Sith Mm -hmm. Empire Trooper, when he crits, regain health? Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Which would might actually make that an interesting mod for him. Yeah, maybe. I w- I was talking about Red Lobster though, so. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Interesting. No, it's uh on debuffed enemies, so it's not crit based. All right. Anyways, sorry. Derail. Um. Me. All right. Let's move along to Obi Colo's question. 
Mods for Grandmaster Yoda, Under Jedi Knight, Luke, Jedi Knight, Revan, and Padme. I originally went offense heavy, but switched to speed. Thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts on this. I think... Um, it depend on the team, right? It highly depends on the team. If you're going with Padme, sure, go with speed. Um, cycling those turns, getting those buffs, you know, uh, that pup converted. Uh, all that's really important. Plus, you can't gain turn meter. Um under the other instances of Jedi Knight, Revan, and Jedi Knight, Luke, um, I still think heavy offense is the way to go. Um, Jedi Knight Luke's kind of an interesting edge case since he changes the speed of everybody else so long as there's not Galactic Legend. Um, he's he's kind of interesting, but still, if you have someone calling in you know, turns or whatever... Uh, no, I'm still going uh, high damage, low speed on uh, Grandmaster Yoda. Padma is really the only reason you should go. I'm not going to say only reason you should go high speed, but that is absolutely a situation where you want to go with more speed on Grandmaster Yoda. However, I have actually been thinking about throwing Grandmaster Yoda in my arena team with my uh, Jedi Master or yeah, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker and. W- with a fast Grandmaster Yoda, because he can get, um, you know, the tenacity up out fairly early, but I'm not sure if that's worth it. So, yep. What do you think? To me. Uh, I think that I enjoy the fact that mine has a lot of offense and I don't have to worry about ever yeah. taking those speed mods or those mods off him for speed. So I just, since I don't use him under Padme, it works perfect for me since he's always with Jedi uh, Knight Revan. So in the end, that's what works for me and that's where I keep him is uh, high offense. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's still got the same offense mods he had when Jedi Knight Revan was my arena team. Just ridiculous offense. Uh, Not too worried about speed. So... Cool. That's where I keep. Um, next question from William F. Uh, I lost my last JC due to a first order team. Uh, Relic Seven, uh, Kylo Unmasked, uh, R Seven Kylo, and R Five Foo. It was suggested I get my bounty hunter squad up to uh to use Mando to nuke the first order squads in the future. With an eye on 5v5 in Territory War, I'm playing on the following team. Aura Singh lead with Grief Karga, Quill, Bosk, and Mando. I'll relic gear them as high as I can, but what mods would you suggest and how to maximize Mando's Disintegrate? Aura Singh lead. What is her that, lead? That was my first thought. Let's go and look I at her lead. Remember. Her leader ability is... Uh, bounty hunters, scoundrel allies have plus 30% offense while stealth at the start of battle. And whenever a bounty hunter ally defeats an enemy, all bounty hunter allies, um, all bounty hunter attacker allies gain stealth for two turns. When our Singh is in the leader slot and not the ally, the following contract is active. I'm using ability while buffed 10 times. Reward all bounty hunters gain 50% counter chance and their payouts are activated. Bounty hunters recover 25% protection and gain 25% turn mirror whenever an enemy is defeated. 
Um, that doesn't seem too bad. Um, I, I'm not sure I really like her leader ability. If you just want to use her, that's fine. Um, I think, I think there are a lot of options with Mando, but I do like... Um, I think I would like Embo better than Aura Singh, personally. If you're just talking lead. I still think I'd prefer Bosk, though. Especially if you're talking about Grand Arena because of that turn meter or the protection and health recovery. Though you have grief there, you probably don't need it. I think I'd still prefer the boss lead. Yeah, it's interesting. It's not one really anyone ever talks about. That's why I was curious. Yeah. So, so uh, as for the Mandalorian, um, the first thing I go look at on his kit is the unique ability, Discipline Bounty Hunter. Each time the Mandalorian scores a critical hit, he gains 30% turn meter and other Bounty Hunter allies gain half that amount. At the start of the encounter, the Mandalorian has Bounty Hunter's resolve until he is defeated. So, um, the reason I like that ability, obviously, is him critting gives him turn meter a considerable amount. So, this makes me want to make him attack as often as possible. That's why I like the Embo lead. You have the counter chance, which of course will give turn meter. Um, you want to get to his payout as quick as possible. Let's go look at Embo's payout. Um, damage an enemy without buffs 15 times. That seems pretty easy to do too. Um so I, I kind of think I would rather have like an Embo lead or something than Aura Sing. I, I just I'm not crazy about the Aura Sing idea, but um, as far as using Mando to just flat out nuke people, I think that is a fantastic idea. Um, he's awesome. Load him up with a bunch of crit chance. All he needs to do is hang out and score crits. You want to put a little bit of tenacity on there? Totally cool. I get it. I don't think he needs to be modded as a damage dealer. I say that as a man who has him modded with an offense set and a crit chance set. Um, but he is pretty speedy and um, he has relatively high crit chance at 85%. Um, crit chance is kind of the key statistic on him. So make sure that is super high. And uh, I think you'll I think you'll be pretty happy with that. Um, what do you think? I cannot hear you. Are you muted, or is there something with my computer? I'm back. Sorry. Uh, oh, what I was okay. saying was uh, I was trying to figure out why the Aura Sing lead, and I think I figured it out. And I'm not sure if you said it already. You might have, but the. I think the key for him thinking the Aura Sing lead might be the counter chance because of the fact that when Mando scores a crit hit while he's buffed, he reduces the cooldown of his disintegrate by one. That's the only reason I can think of. Now, um, the cooldown is eight on that. So if they are AOEing a lot or targeting him, then it's going to work out. If you're not, if you're taking, so the team He's talking about specifically his first order. Uh, Kylo, regular Kylo, is going to do a lot of AoEs on defense because that's the way that kit is built. Um, so same with uh, the Galactic Legend Kylo, but he's not listed in this list. Kylo Ren Unmasked 
no AOE there. Who else really does AOEs in there? Red Lobster does. Um, um, so I'm just trying to figure the, out why that would be a good lead against First Order. So it's it's more about getting to the payout. Um, use an ability while buff ten times. That is, use an ability. It can be a basic or anything, which means if you use boss call and assist, all of those counts. So essentially the idea is that you can get to, um, he can get disintegrate up faster under R Singh than any other character, um, which, okay. That's making, making sense. Which is a fine argument. However, so it's a little more, there's a, a little bit more added bonus after that first disintegrated with the counter then, but that is not the main concern. Correct. I just I think you lose too much by going with her. I, I mean, it seems like certainly fine banners. Idea. It would probably heels. work. If you're, I mean, if you're get able to use Boskly to get the healing, keep your team healed up, then you're certainly going to, as far as banners go, have a better time. And that's part of what grief's there for is, uh, you know, the recovery and such. But I mean, it's. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I would like to see it work in theory. It's it's a great idea in theory. It does sound pretty interesting. Um, however, I'm just not sure that's the route I would go. Um, I haven't really thought a ton about how all this would synergize with Grief, Quill, Mando, like all that working together. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe there's something more that I'm missing. Um, I am... Certainly not opposed to the idea. I mean, obviously, yeah, the bounty hunters are really good. They they should be good against first order. I actually uh, used them against first order here recently. If you have Django, Django's really good against uh, like first order too because, um, you know, if he burns a debuffed enemy, he reduces their health by a considerable amount. So, um, you know, I think bounty hunters are a great solution to a lot of squads. I'm just not sure about that Aura Sing lead. I mean, it probably works. Theoretically, it should, oh. but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, William, I'm happy to hear your reasoning. Um, I can't remember if you're a newer player or not, which might also add to the fact that you're choosing Aura Sing. So um, if you want to get back to us on that, that would probably uh, help the answers there a little bit too. Because if you're running out um, of options, if you don't have all these options in front of you, I mean, that might be, that might end up being the best way, you know, so. Yeah, I I mean, it is, of course, roster dependent, but um, you do have a lot of options against, uh, you know, first order. But like I said, I I think, I, I think the, the quick payout is the primary idea, but, um, again, like see it in, I'd like to see it in action. I mean, it certainly sounds fun. I've seen some bounty hunters being able to do some pretty nasty stuff in this game. Um, bounty hunters are out, just fun in general. I really they can miss... take out Malik, um, all sorts of stuff. So I mean, that they, they are they're pretty pretty damn awesome. That might be the one, the main thing I miss about my uh, my alt account because I had bounty every hunters? bounty hunter at Gear Thirteen. Yeah, I spent. When Gear 13 came out, I spent the time to get every bounty hunter to Gear 13, and I loved it. 
that team. Yeah. That's the biggest problem with not having an alt account anymore is the fact that, like, I think that might be part of my problem in the game currently and why I chose to do what I'm going to do after I get JKL is there was always a balance when I had my alt account of being able to gear what I wanted and gear what I was told to because I had an account where I could do what I wanted and I had an account where I was playing the meta and I don't have that anymore. So it kind of gets, it starts to wear at you. You know what I mean? So, Oh, that's true. It's just an off topic there for a second. Yep, I am with you. Um, we have one more question from Max. Max, what do you got? Mods for the Sith trio. Fast Scion? feel like we all use them somehow offensively in GAC, but I haven't looked into their mods in probably years. So um, what, do you, what do you do with your trio? Honestly, I don't think I've touched their mods in forever unless uh, unless, do you ever use them at all oh yeah i use them all the time i use them to uh take out geos all the time interesting but i don't i haven't messed with their mods like at all so how how are they modded then um patchwork probably i mean honestly more than since they since they went out of my arena being my arena team They've probably had mods stolen from them with subpar mods thrown into the slots that the mods were taken from. So I don't know where they're modded. I just know they still work. And if they didn't work anymore, I would go mod them again. But they still work. So my answer to this question is going to be vastly different than what the actual answer should be. Because I don't know where mine at. I I know I have a speed set on Scion. Um... Let me look at what his added speed is. So I've got him at an extra 105 speed. So I'm running him, quote unquote, fast. Not as not like top tier mod fast, but I still consider anything over 100 added speed fast. So Scion's on the mine is uh, at the fast track plus 87. No. Um. I use uh, a lot of health. I've got 61,000 health. He's 236 speed. Uh, he should have considerable defense as well. Um, yeah, 51.6%. I don't really worry that much about speed on any of these characters. Um, Darth Nihilus, I like a little bit more speed with a lot of tenacity. Um I like tenacity a lot just because like days and things like that can kind of screw with him. Um, he, he used to cause problems in arena, um, you know, with tenacity. So that's kind of how I've always ran him. Trey, I run a little bit faster with a lot of offense. Kind of, She's, you know, she's pretty tanky, but also a little speedy. Um, just, just because that's kind of, kind of how I run her but all these characters you I mean they are they're a health based squad so uh lots of health is the way you're going to want to go and then um you know you don't really need for the most part you don't really need tenacity because they do dispel buffs or debuffs themselves but uh 
the protection up, the recovery, all that sort of stuff leans towards health. There's one si- debuff I worry about with that team. Days? In, it's not days, it's uh, um, Expose. That's it. Because yes, they, that because the dispel is at the beginning of your turn, if you're getting exposed a lot outside of your turn and hit... There's a very you can quick the whole battle can quickly turn. So while tenacity totally isn't super important because of the fact that they do dispel under trail lead, you want at least a little bit to it attempt to keep from because a lot of the right. teams so geos specifically, which is what I most of the time use this team for, they expose. And uh that is the biggest trouble that Scion gets in for me. And I just now am realizing that, like I said, I haven't modded them in a while. My Scion's health and speed or health and protection is really low. And all those sketchy uh, geo matches that I have end up with Scion dying first when he should be, be being able to tank all those hits so that I can really get the right. other two going to kill the other team. Um, because the more hits he takes, the more damage they take as a whole because of the fact that uh, Trey is lead. So, yeah, I'm going to have to re-mod Scion to make him more uh, tanky and less worried about that health. But, you know, that's that's the big thing, right? Like, I I, I noticed from a, just from this topic that mine doesn't have a lot of health and protection. He does get exposed a lot, and it doesn't dispel uh I don't know what his tenacity is out. So there's a reason that he's dying a lot. And those are the things. If you're using him for what I'm using him for, if you can get your scion in a spot where he's not going to die very easily, especially to geos, then that whole team's going to run just fine. Despite what mods right. you have on him. And that's why I like health on him. Just to kind of make him able to survive everything, survive a spy hit and get an aoe off and you're good that's pretty much the way it goes um yep but yeah there, there are a lot of ways to use them good against nine sisters or bounty hunters or whatever um moderately speed scion i think lots of health and defense is kind of the way to go just try to make him pretty tanky um and then you know treya you kind of have every option under the book and then darth nihilus it's speed tenacity health and uh that's pretty much the gist of it. Sounds good to me. Excellent. Well, I don't think we have anything else to discuss on this episode of the SOP. I think we've so. uh, managed to go an hour and a half on some very good topics that I didn't think would last that long. So I'm happy to hear. Yeah. Hell yeah. So uh, hopefully that all this this modding information, some of uh, can put some thoughts into your head on what you're doing with your characters as well as well, I would love to hear in discord your thoughts on the uh, challenge tier rancor and what you think is going to happen. If you think it's just going to be ramped up damage, health and protection with no turn meter, or you think something else will happen. Uh, let me know what you think in discord this week. Cause I'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on that mass effects rating with a party of five. Thank you. For coming out, hey. guys, you get to check out our outro. Uh, we're about Very to be exciting. done here, but uh, we appreciate you guys coming over and saying hello. Good to see you.
Thanks for coming over. Um, hey. Yeah, so hey, hit hey, me up hey. in Discord about what you think's going on on the on the uh, the challenge tier rancor this week. Ooh, I like I the emojis, Master FX. Yes. Oh, is that what do they call that thing? The sit the. I know Master could probably tell. Holocron. Is it was it called the Holocron? Holocron. Holocron. There you go. Yes, very nice. That is a sweet emoji you got there. Um, yeah, very snazzy. For everybody out there, I want to say thanks for listening to the podcast this week. Thanks for hanging out with us in uh, Twitch. And uh, if you want to hang out with us until the podcast comes back again next week, discord.me slash shattered order. If you want to support the show on Twitch, if you have Amazon Prime, you get a free Twitch Prime subscription. And we would be honored if you were would spend it on that. But I will say this, and I've seen this on a lot of Twitch channels. You can use it on any channel you want. If you don't use it, it just goes away. So if you don't use it here, at That's least true. go use it on someone to show your support for uh, all the great Swaga content creators there are. Um, but if you do choose us, we, uh, and we really appreciate that. So Something else, if you have Amazon Prime, you're going to be doing a lot of shopping. Uh, go to shadowor.com. Hit that uh, Amazon link before you buy anything. We would really appreciate it. And finally... Last bit of uh, support that you guys can do. If you don't want to do either of those things, patreon.com slash shattered order. We got a lot of awesome Patreons doing a lot of awesome things, and uh, we always appreciate the support, so go check that out. Um, Wink, One a question I never really asked. Do you have any big plans that you will this week for Swaga that you'll tell us about next week? What's on the agenda? slicing up a couple mods slicing up some mods all right well i plan to get a bunch more mods at uh five hits on defense so i'm pretty sure that's gonna happen Ooh, that would be nice <laughs> that would be nice i'm gonna just stack up those defense mods apparently all right well to everybody out there Sweet. thank you for supporting us thanks for coming out and hanging out and listening to uh massa effects and uh hell yeah let me look it up real quick. Dragora Camp, thank you guys for your raids today. We appreciate you guys all Indeed. coming out and hanging out with us in our community and bringing your community with you. So until we come back next week for episode 224, I want to say I hope you all have a good week. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming up, so enjoy that when it gets here. And until next week, we will catch you on the flip side. All right. Sounds good. Later.